What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, February 1st, 2023. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is Nana's and Kids approved. I am the man with the award-winning beard. I am DJ. I'm going to go around the room here and introduce this cast of characters we have have with us here tonight. We've got four people running. Got a special guest on here. Going to start with the man from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the father of facts and figures, the Deacon of Data, a man blocked by Adam Pierce just for playing along, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, Rob. How are you tonight, Bubba? Uh, not too bad. Can't complain. And then uh, the, the shovel is ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I have a feeling the shovel is going to get a little bit of work here tonight. And Bucky's tag team partner, hailing from the Purple Haze in Cloud Nine, a retail worker and a man destined to go through a barbershop window. Jason, how are you, Bubba? Doing well, fellas. How are we all doing today? Wish it was Friday. Not going to lie to you. (laughs) Fair, fair. And sitting fourth chair here tonight from the DWI (laughs) podcast, from the Bandwagon Nerd podcast. He is the artist formerly known as Pizza Tunny, the commissioner of the United States of America. Mr. PC Tunny, welcome to the show tonight, sir. The full gimmick, though, is Pizza Funny. Pizza funny. Yeah. Okay. So, so here, the, the the quick story behind that is Miz got injured with the knee. And I was, and okay. I was, and I was dared to be pizza funny till he came back. I almost made it. Oh boy. Yeah. I'll get your intro right. This is, I think your no, no, second, no. maybe third no. time on here. No, you're good. It, it just is a tribute to the, uh, you know, non-sober nature of my conversation when I'm talking. Uh, cheers to you we're having a little bit of whiskey here tonight on my end uh speaking of pc tunny next week just like there were cracks in the bloodline this weekend there are cracks in the foundation of the chair shot radio network some of the boys on the mindless wrestling podcast have got heat with pc tunny one of the boys on the bandwagon nerds has heat with pc tunny and next week we are going to have a staff meeting a bit of a trial of PC Tunney. Everybody's going to bring these allegations to light. And Tunney is going to have a chance to defend himself. I offered him a public defender in Jason. No, I can't. Tunney, Tunney, I have my Tunney own lawyer. Declined. I have my own lawyer, Dave Ungar. I'm a, can I bring uh, Dave Ungar? Well, let's see if we can fit him on here. That Because that, that's going to be five of us, maybe six. We'll he'll, see. He'll maybe just, if Dave's available, maybe we'll bring Dave on. He'll just show up to defend me, and, and then he leaves. We don't mind. Okay, all right. We'll work on that. So you, you choose Dave Ungar. So we'll he's figure actually, something out for Dave. He's actually for, a for lawyer. Jason. He is a lawyer. <laughs> he is a lawyer. That will be next week on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find all these podcasts and more on the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. So tonight, we are going to be talking Royal Rumble, all things Royal Rumble, and the road to WrestleMania. WWE kicked off not only its pay-per-view year, but the road to WrestleMania this past Saturday in grand fashion. Uh, We're going to start off here just going down the card, and I'm just going to go around the room here real quick and get everybody's general feelings about the Rumble. Jason, the overall show, what would you think? Did it hit for you? Did it miss? 
It definitely hit. Don't uh, the I think the the theme of the night was at least for tonight. Play it straight and let's not reinvent the wheel. And that okay. honestly was really really refreshing to see. You know, I have my complaints about the the you know the winners with some of the winners and things like that. But for all intents and purposes, you know. It was a pretty straight show with no. I mean, yes, the the blow up of the bloodline is something that happened, but that's not just all of a sudden they threw it at us. That's been building for weeks and weeks, and if not months. Right. So yeah, they pretty straightforward show, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I would say you know across at least two of the three podcasts I was on last week, this would be one. DWI being another, we all had our own theories as to what we might we thought might happen, and and a lot of those theories we tried to go against what WWE was really laying right in front of us. Like they laid it in our lap and said, look, this is what we're doing. And a lot of us tried to buck that system and say, nah, maybe they'll do this. Maybe they'll do that. Like Jason said, they played it straight. Tony, what do you think? Did it hit for you or did, were you wanting more, more surprises? That was one of the best wrestling premium live event shows I've ever watched in my entire life. Okay. All right, that's a that's a right. flag firmly planted in the ground. I like it. Not Mr. The, Genius. Not the first time I've said it. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Genius, did, did, do you echo those sentiments, or, or are you a little bit more? Uh, great start, great end, middle. Uh... Okay, all right. Oh. We're going to get your thoughts on the middle here in a few. All right. Uh, I, I Overall, I'm leaning towards Tunney's assessment. There were maybe some things in the middle that I could maybe pick apart. But all in all, if this is the start to WWE's 2023 Premium Live event, man, they've got me roped in already. You know, like on the first Premium Live event, I'm roped in and ready to go. They kicked off the show with the Men's Royal Rumble. Um, interestingly enough, I mean, I've, they figured they might kick off with one of them. But they kicked off with the men's, and I'm going to go backwards around the room here. Uh, Rob, any anything that stood out with you as far as this went? Oh, uh, the like men's rumble? Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the men's rumble was was excellent. It was one of the best ones definitely since I started watching again. And um, actually start to finish, it might be the best one because 2020, 2020, you know, the first half with Brock was just outstanding. But it kind of cooled off in the second half. Um, this one was more, I mean, it didn't really cool off like that in the second half. They had stuff just going, going, going the whole time. And they had a lot of great spots just and just great individual performances. There were angles that got that took place and things that you know, they could spin out of this and you know, possible WrestleMania matches. So, I mean, they did everything that you would look for from a rumble match for me. And then, you know, the one, you know, um, surprise entrance was Booker. And that was really cool. He came in there and he, you know, he did exactly what, you know, he needed to do. And, um, and this was, this was my, this was the big boy rumble too. Cause they had man. And look, look, I'm biased towards larger wrestlers, bigger wrestlers. Okay. I am. All right. And so for me, this was right in my wheelhouse because they had, I mean, they had a lot, of, a lot of, like Vince would say, a whole, whole lot of beef in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. Me, yeah, I, you can't get any, I mean, my only quibble was that 
the end with Cody and Gunther went a little long. Um, for me, you know, it, yeah, they could they could have cut that down because, you know, when, look, when big man is tired, you either get him out quick or he recovers and he gives you. And um, yeah, usually, so that's probably my largest complaint yeah. from the Rumble was the really? whole Cody Gunther thing. It's just dumb to me. Okay, yeah. so I, here's the I like. I'm gonna go off now because I'm gonna get started. I can feel it in my jellies. Go so ahead. the money in the bank thing, right? Generally, more of a heel concept, right? When the, okay. when the when the man when the dude whoever when the uh, face has to do it they have to go about it a certain way so that everyone doesn't go oh that was cheap I felt like this Cody coming in at thirty and beating and to having Gunther last all the way from one as the Intercontinental Champion. And get tossed out by the preordained guy who came in at 30 just didn't sit quite right with me because, and Rob is right, if it happened, it needed to happen. Bing, bang, boom. Cody gets in there. Gunther's out of breath. Boom. Tossed him. Ah, crossroads. Toss him again. We're out of here. No, they had like an actual knockdown drag out fight. And yeah, Cody's got the stamina, but still that the less, the less sudden that it happens, the more absurd it seems, just in, like, out of a... Not in a realistic sense. Obviously, Cody should win that. He hasn't been in... He uh, Gunther was in the Rumble for a one hour and 11 minutes. Obviously, the guy's exhausted. But you kind of take some of the magic out of it, and you let yourself think about it too much, and I'm prone to overthinking. But, yeah, that was the one real fly in the ointment. I feel like Gunther could have got... If Gunther was second to last, it would have been fine. Or if Gunther came in third and lasted one hour and 13 and 11 minutes, that would have been fine too. It just that those singular events all lining up together just kind of went eh, for me. So. All right. That, that particular, that topic alone, Tony, where do you stand with that? And then we'll get your thoughts on everything else. Well, it's intentional and it was well done and it was a foreshadowing of the future of what you have when one Cody Rhodes and Gunther, who you talk about money in the bank, Gunther's going to win the money in the bank this year. That guy got the rub with DX. He is the longest lasting person in the Royal Rumble ever. And I thought he performed like a son of a bitch. Him and Sheamus out there, McIntyre, you know, you talk about your big man meets, Rob, you got Lesnar and Lashley and Strowman and Otis, and it was fucking fun to watch. I I agree 100%. One of the best men's Royal Rumbles ever. Uh, the way they booked it. And you didn't need all those extra stars. And when you talk about how the show got booked, with what you did at the end, which we'll get to, right, and and, and I'm not even going to start, but you needed Cody's win to be as far away from that as possible. And that's why that happened. Because, and him coming out 30, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but him having the match with Gunther, basically, for five, six, seven minutes there, that that's why, you know? And I, it's weird I don't know. It's going to be rough. Roman's got enough heat, I think, where Cody will be okay. You have to keep Sammy away from this title picture, unfortunately. I don't think they see him as a main event guy, and that's why he wasn't in the Rumble. But we'll get to that, and I I loved it. I loved the whole thing. I'm a huge Royal Rumble nerd. If you only could have one thing to watch, I would watch that and not WrestleMania, unfortunately. Um, but fortunately, <laughs> I don't have to. So. Yeah, I agree. I 
unlike Jason and Rob, I liked the additional, almost an entire match with Gunther and Cody. I think it showed a lot of heart on Gunther's part. I don't think it hurt him at all. I thought his performance in the Rumble in and of itself no, was incredible. No, we got. I want to be clear, DJ. I don't think that hurt Gunther at all. I think it made Cody's win just kind of a little like. Hmm. Oh, I I think Cody coming out at thirty did that. I think. Period. Yeah, that too. Well, no, then you put those two facts together. It's like, okay, man. I can like, see where I can, about, I can uh, see you, why you, you didn't you like. The, yeah. He fucks the whole tradition of him being born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Well, I mean. You 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 reappeared from your injury on third base with a ten feet foot lead. Now, I'll, so, I'll say this: if if him coming, if they if they kept it as a surprise for him coming back, then coming out at thirty is right, is correct. Yes, I hundred, and I don't even think all things created equal. I'm having this discussion. Right, if if, if because it, it was. He's so, coming, he's coming, he's coming. Yeah, and right. he comes out at 30, and he knocks over the guy that he's going to get one. You know what that means, though. You know what that means. Me and Rob are, are just printing the shirts, baby. We're printing the shirts. Yep. Oh, boy. Right. Tony, any last thoughts on that? Hey, they're not chanting Walter anymore, so talk about that. Uh, yeah, that. remember when, remember when Gunther was going to ruin that guy and he was going to be – that's a that's yeah. a tribute that's a tribute to Gunther to going out there and changing the narrative. It, it is, and, and and I think I've said this on this podcast before. I was a little worried about Walter slash Gunther on the main roster. I'm no longer worried about that guy. You know, only, that guy's going to be just fine. The only reason he doesn't win Money in the Bank is if he wins the Royal Rumble next year, because that could be a better story. That yeah, could be because to me, him him winning Money in the Bank. I mean. Well, I mean, let's. See, I mean, that's like when Brock won it. I mean, it's almost like that's trolling people. That was fucking awesome, Boombox Brock. Fuck yeah! Oh no, 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 I, no, I, I, no, I loved that. No, trust me, that that that's yeah. really great. That's Brock, one of those things where they stuck the landing with Boombox. Yeah, Brock. but it's just Brock Lesnar, the guy who suggested Brock Lesnar winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, should have been laughed out of the room. Everything that happened after was magic. Yeah, and um, put, put it to you this well, way to me, though, like, I think I think that's a part of Brock Lesnar that none of us knew, but they already do that. He just never showed it to you on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I think well, I guess I was going to say that like, you know, winning the briefcase kind of goes against Gunther's whole kind of vibe. Yeah, um, respect the the mat. Yeah, because yeah. whereas like I mean Brock is you know Listen, Brock was a bully so. I hear you. Bully, so, in thinking so through it, I think winning the Rumble Brock next year is a better story. I think winning the Rumble next yeah. year is a better story. Yeah, because okay. with, with, with Brock, there's that aspect of, well, I'll just fucking take the briefcase. Right. Yeah. And that's why it worked when he went out there at the end and, and won it. Um, whereas Gunther, it's not that same type of vibe. Like, yeah, I mean, that. All right. Couple of couple of spots for me in there that I really popped for. I popped for Gargano teasing doing the 10 beats. And then Seamus, like, getting right up on him and looking at him like, uh, no, I'll take over from here. Yeah. I, sorry, that was just that a was silly cool. thing that I popped for. Uh, that little thing that Woods and Kofi did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass off. Yeah, when they, they did the double ass, the double ass bongo thing. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> and, and that those guys are proof that you can do comedy and wrestling 
in small doses and stuff like that I pop for. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I'll say about, um, let's see here, another great performance from one Montez Ford. Yeah. Montez looked like, really even, good. Even, he was what? He was in there for like 50 seconds and he well, was in yeah. there like a jumping bean. Like I thought, right? I thought that would have been. He a got great... tossed out by Ed. He, he got tossed out by Edge, but yeah, he, um, he or no, excuse out. me, by uh, Damian Priest. And he got tossed out in front of Bianca's parents too. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. What were you gonna say, Tony? I thought that I was gonna see more of him in that, like you know, the, a, a little bit of a run for him. But I think maybe they're waiting for next year. I guess you know, it's a tribute to Angelo Dawkins getting into shape and uh, you know, better, yeah. Yeah. better shape, I should say, and working on being a better worker in the ring because those guys, they need to be first and foremost on the tag team list here. Yeah, yeah. and and I think you know, at some point we can all agree, Montez, if if nothing else, is in the on deck circle. You know, it's and and you can absolutely save him for another year or two. There's so many pieces on the board right now that Montez can kind of just kind of hover until they need him, and I think he's going to be fine. And I know we've said it before, but I'll say it again: Doc not only working himself into physical shape, but like elevated mark, himself, mark on all levels. levels as a wrestler. Even as like dummy me can sit here and tell you that he's gotten way better. Right. Yeah. You know the other. Good for that, dude. The other big thing I popped for, uh, one was that, you know, people have been calling for surprises and a lot of people were disappointed because this one wasn't in there, that one wasn't in there. We didn't get Jay White. A lot of people worked themselves into a shoot over whether or not Jay White was going to be there. Uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, who I thought was still injured, didn't realize he was healthy enough to compete in the Rumble, made an appearance and, for me, had spot of the night with that double clothesline with Ricochet. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That they're gonna show great. that for the rest of Royal Rumble history and in, in all the clips yeah. of everything that'll be shown every year for the rest of its existence. Yeah, yep. and and see th- that's the perfect place to do that. Yes, because they did it. They landed in the ring. Good call. They didn't, you know, and you know they didn't do that, and then both hop back up and then do like fifty other things afterwards. Yeah, and, it, you know, it was a, it was what it was a contrived spot done well. Right. Because that's absolutely a contrived spot, but the way they pulled it off was just brilliant. And I popped for a double clothesline spot anyway. Like that was one of my things. But when I wrestled, I would always try to find a way to work a double clothesline spot into a match, just because I always thought it was cool. Hogan Warrior, yeah. Mania. Six. Hogan Warrior, yeah. Hogan Warrior. It's yeah, I popped for that, and that was always my thing. So when they did that, I was, I stood up and actually gave those guys, gave those guys applause. It, during that match, I thought it was great. I, I'm on with you guys. I really think, uh, you know, 2020 has a place in my heart, but this is probably the most fun I've had watching a Royal Rumble match in the te- at least the 10 years since I've been watching again. And then, you know, got to give credit, got to give uh, kudos to, to Brock Lesnar for the, you know, get in and get out and get paid. Um. <laughs> but he yeah. made the look at how much he, he milked in that three minutes, though. He was in there three minutes, and he did more in that three minutes than than a lot than people do who are in there like you know ten times as long. Yeah. So and 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 he went out setting up the angle for him and Bobby. Yeah. And so that was that was it, perfect. And let me see what um you know Drew and Sheamus were both really good and really fun in there the whole time they were in there. Uh. You know, and then you know Edge coming out there when he did and. And, and we didn't we didn't expect Edge, you know no, there was no announcement made about Edge so he was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, there was just, like, they did all the things that, that you're supposed to, like, they had, you know, they had big spots. They had, they set up things to go forward. They had, you know, and everything. They did everything you were supposed to do in a Rumble match. And there, there weren't any dead spots. Yeah. I mean, that, happen, that happens sometimes. And that, Let me ask you guys something, and maybe this was just my observation. Usually in the Rumble, you know who the hot guys are or the hot girls, and then everybody else is filler. Did it seem to me that every single person in this rumble at least had some manner of importance? Like yes. you really like yeah. not that I felt like anybody could have won it, but usually you can tell this guy's coming out and he's absolutely getting tossed out at some point. Well, everybody went out there with some degree of importance. Either they were furthering an angle or they just went out there like a house of fire. I, am I the only one who saw this? Or, Kenny? No, yeah, oh, I saw it, and that is the opposite of the other Rumble of yeah. the night. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say there was a lot of – you could see it. It was a tale of two Rumbles. Right. Sonny, did you see that on your end? There were. It was all stars. I mean, it was all people who have yeah. done, done something, right? In, in some right. form or fashion, they've, they've done something, right? I think the only one would maybe be Chad Gable. He hasn't won a title, but, like, Chad Gable is on fucking fire as far as the character goes right now. Um, and that guy's money in the ring. So everybody else is, like, won a money in the bank or a tag title or a U.S. or IC or wrestled, also, wrestled for it, you know? Yeah. Also, not for nothing, unless I'm uh, just I'm going down the list very and very quickly, unless I'm very mistaken, but by the color coding, I am not. There were only two people that were not regular members of the roster. There's Booker T and Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There was one more. A SmackDown. Who? Was there one more? No, um, I'm uh, well, to. Booker T's not technically active, I guess. Well, right. That's what I mean. Like Booker T and Logan Paul. Everybody uh, else. I've got the whole list of everybody that was on here, and those are the only oh. guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Raw or SmackDown like superstar. Like current, we see yeah. them on TV at least every other week. Yeah, everybody else was, was absolutely in the match. The other thing that I popped for was, and, and I don't know if Cody's ever really used this in, in his normal matches, but he did the Shattered Dreams. On yeah. Gunther in the corner. Oh yeah, I think that was I think that was a special thing for that. I, I think it, I, I love that callback to Goldust. Anybody remember what Goldust used to call that move? What the kick in the nuts? The kick in the nuts. Shattered dreams, right? It used to be early on. It was called the Golden Globes. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh, I was thinking of I was adding Edge to that list of people that aren't actually main roster people. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Right. Is main roster, man. He's a raw superstar yeah. again. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on here because I want to get in. This is something that I want to get uh, Tony's opinion on first because when I was on DWI, we kind of you you and I put this match over, and I want to see if it lived up to your expectations. Uh, raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. Um, you specifically said you thought this these girls were going to turn out and have a really really good match. I thought they had a fine match. What are your thoughts, sir? They weren't given enough time. Okay. See, for me, I thought they had enough time. I didn't think they had good enough chemistry. And there was two, you know, yeah, I I don't know. I think they, I think they, I don't think they were given what they were expected, to be honest with you. I think they had some other plan. Plus, uh, too much Uncle Howdy, man. Let's get it on. Let's get over. Let's get it moving here. Bray Wyatt, like, fucking... Get off the fucking slow gin and let's get onto the fucking whatever. I don't yeah. care. Whatever makes well, you move faster. The let's problem go. with that, 
I agree with you, Tony, but the problem is I whatever this ultimately capstones in, it's going to capstone at WrestleMania. Well, do you guys That's believe the rumors that it is. Bo Dallas is playing Uncle Howdy? Is it Bo I, Dallas or is it Eric Young? I think that one time heard, it was Eric I Young, but I heard Bo they've. I heard Bo Dallas has been there the last few times and was at the Royal. I, I heard that as well, but I, something's telling me it ain't gonna be Bo Dallas. Um, well, I was going. The, the, the problem that I have with the Uncle Howdy thing, and this match did like we talked on the DWI. This match went like we thought. I called for a straight wrestling match with a clean finish, and then shenanigans at the end, which is kind of what we got. It wasn't really shenanigans. It was still more of a tease. Uncle Howdy getting in Alexa's head. The problem is Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy have largely been on SmackDown. Alexa's on Raw. This is where this leans into Jason's theory that we may be slow burning this all the way until WrestleMania unless they're planning on running the Captain Howdy character on both brands or they're planning on moving Alexa over to SmackDown in the near future. This is this is where they're really... I won't say they're losing me because I want to... I want to see where it goes. I'm invested in that much. But this is where right now I'm kind of confused with the whole thing. Well, if you're going to pay it off, you pay it off by bringing everyone together at some point at WrestleMania, one of the nights. The, yeah. the what, what happens at the end of something is you get the Wyatt Six or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, you know, you bring them, bring them, give them some synergy. Right. Okay. Yep. Rob, any thoughts on this match? Um, I'm just kind of there. Um, I'm at the point now. Okay. If they're not going to have a women's title match that actually has some suspense or has any important, any real importance, then, cause the, the last time they, the last time the either of the women, the a women's title match, the Royal Rumble had any type of significance or whatever was, 2019 is when you had Becky and Oscar and you had Sasha and Ronda. Um, since then it, they've all been filler matches and like, almost like who gives a shit matches. I mean, yep. Oh, um, it's all, the rumble. Who gives a shit? Well, but, but okay. I mean, but here, no, but okay. But we had uh, in the main event, we had a undisputed title match where we all know the title wasn't going to change. And yet they still, made a thing out of that that was worth having on a pay-per-view. But that was because of the aftermath. It what actually had very, because the match was, I'll, you know, but, I, we're, okay, getting but, ahead, we're putting the cart before the horse oh, here. Know, but, well, that okay, main but, event match was okay. By their standards, it was okay. Sure. But, okay, but we <laughs> knew, we knew, we knew, we knew Kevin wasn't, when they, when they did the last man standing match a couple of years ago, we knew Kevin wasn't going to win that either. But, you know, uh, but they still made it feel big and important while they were doing it. This was a lot. I mean, I saw some people saying they could have done this on Raw. I kind of felt the same way. Um, you know, the whole energy and the whole vibe was basically like, okay, we know Bianca ain't losing. All right. Um, and even even with the antics after the match, yeah, you could have done that on Raw. It I was mean, a video package, man. And and for me, it's just also it's that again because last year we had Becky and Dewdrop, same thing, foregone conclusion, and the crowd wasn't big on that one either while it was going on. Um, and then it's the year before, match though, it was fine, but nobody cared because no, I mean, nobody knew everybody. I mean, everybody knew where how it was going. And then the year before that, you had Sasha and Carmella, and that was a good match too, but everybody knew how it was going. Um, so they got it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
you you need a bigger challenger or a, a better challenger at least because okay. Alexa is not that um she's okay she's fine um she's been you know she's been carried to better matches by people before um but I don't know just to me it was a waste of time I mean you know uh yeah it's just it was a waste of time and you know it's one of those things was it bad no we'll ever watch it again no okay yeah I think I think it was definitely it was a raw match. It could have been a raw thing. I understand that it was more more than a match. It was, it wasn't even a match. It was just a segment where we furthered the Uncle Howdy story. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a waste of space. I don't know. Right. They could have got that point across better. Tony, any final thoughts here? Who who do you guys put in the ring with Bianca at WrestleMania? Because she's not losing the belt before then. She's probably not even losing the belt then. I love the longer arcing storyline of Rhea and Bianca next year as opposed to this year um, where, you know, whatever. But is it Nia Jax? Nah. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Um, I, I mean, that's Hogan Andre right there. I, we got to see what happens with Who else Alexa. is there? Who else is there to challenge her at WrestleMania? Uh, the, the lady fiendess. who the the lady who got beat on December thirtieth on SmackDown. Rob Rob seems to think uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Ronda and Shayna are going to be tagging up and uh, taking on whoever. Well, okay, we we've talked ourselves into that, but hasn't I mean we've we've told ourselves that. Well, Becky right? and we, Becky and Bailey are going to have a uh uh cage uh, finally have the cage match in, at WrestleMania, right? That we're not going to get oh, that yes. till then. We'll get it one say, more time. Put this way, if Ron, okay, who else if, is there? Uh, is Ronda because as long as Ronda is no. there, is no. I'll listen, say this. Hear me out. Hear me well, out. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Okay, if Ronda is there, there. I mean, she is still the biggest and most popular woman on that roster. No, no, no matter. I mean, people want to. As much as people hate to admit that, I, as much as they don't want to admit that, she is still the biggest name woman on that roster. She is still the most popular woman on that roster. With the general public, if she is there, they are not going to stick her in the wacky tag team match. Okay, she's yeah. going to be put. She is going That's to be put in some point. match. That's the point. And so next year, you don't sit, put the word wacky before the women's tag team match. That's the point. But it's always the wacky. It's either you know they have the four way tag team match or they had the, that horrid gauntlet match from yeah. that one year that was just terrible. Well, and, but or, that's the point he's trying to make. We've got to put some. We've got to put those titles on some women well, that are going to legitimize them. I mean, I hear you. Put it on a legitimate challenge. Just imagine you could get to next year to the point where Shayna and Ronda are challenged by the Iconics. Or, you know, I'm just saying a team name, not Dippy and Doopy. And, you know, David and Dippy and Bubba. I don't know. Tony, that's officially our tag team name if you and... uh... <laughs> yeah, Dippy and Doopy. I just want everybody to know the last word of our tag team's name is never, so it's just not a tag team, really. I don't I have no <laughs> I have no interest. Well, no interest. The world's greatest yeah. tag team never. Yes. But um, oh I'm uh, I'm calling it, you know, if she's if she's there. Because and look, we don't know how and if she is there, we don't know how much longer she's gonna be there after that, because Nobody really knows, and 
you know, and then this narrative that she doesn't really want to be there is like if if you actually listen to her talk about things, you you would know that that's not true, people. But you know, y'all don't like to listen to the people that actually talk. Y'all like to, you know, cook up your own shit. You know. But Ronda wasn't at the Royal Rumble. We're talking Royal Rumble. We're going to leave Ronda okay, where, where Ronda belongs. Um, we've already spent more time sorry, talking about sorry, Bianca and Alexa sorry, than the match but, actually lasted. Sorry. Yeah, but my, I'm calling Ronda for Bianca. And as far as this match with Alexa, you know, uh, yeah, I'm never going to watch it again. You know. Okay. All right. Well, let's stick with Uncle Howdy and go to the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Um, I, I think with this one, I'll, I'll go ahead and start this off and say it was fine. It was not great. It was not wonderful. Again, the after shenanigans made it a little bit more fun. I think people got their expectations for what they might do up a little too high for a product placement match. Um, WWE is not going to go balls to the wall over something where Mountain Dew has hedged a whole bunch of money toward, you know, shoveled a whole bunch of money towards them for product placement. They're going to keep it pretty even keeled and, and pretty, pretty on par. I think they did that with this. Uh, again, we got more questions than we got answers as far as Captain Howdy goes. Um, I flip-flopped on who I thought was going to win. I originally said LA Knight. Then I think on the DWI podcast, I said Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt ended up winning. Jason, any thoughts on the uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match? Oh, are you kidding me? I was drinking my Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I was having a grand old time. Jason this is why we gimmick. watch wrestling. This is why we watch wrestling, guys. It was five minutes and five seconds. The lights went off. Bray had all the weird UV makeup on, so he had the demon eyes that would all of a sudden show up under the UV light. It was all spooky and weird. It was a perfectly fine street fight match. You know, LA Knight and Bray are fine. Um, and, you know, they just beat the crap out of each other, and it ended in a whole bunch of pyro. God bless America. Let's go. That might have okay. been match of the night. Okay. Tony? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tony has thoughts, I can tell. <laughs> I, I'll say, like, I'll, I'll give you the quick version. I'll give you three three things. If, if, if sponsors like this um, – mean more money in the pockets of the talent that go out there and train and dedicate their lives and put their bodies on the line for this. I'm all for it. It was the perfect amount of time. It looked pretty cool. It really did. I thought they did a good job with it. They didn't need any more. Maybe could have been a little bit longer with some kind of like a couple minutes of wrestling, but that's neither here nor there. And then, I mean, the last thing is, I, I don't understand why it has to be great. You know what I mean? We all knew it wasn't going to be. What did I say? Uh, what are we? What Friday, right? I was like, you know what? This is this is going to be. We're expecting it to be the drizzling shits, but it it's going to be better than we think. And it was. It was better it than was. we thought. It was. I, I I still think that uh that DP booked a better match. Uh, as far as what was it the and and you guys go back and listen to the DWI oh, podcast God. from last week. DP's booking of that match was absolutely brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Tony again has oh, thoughts. The last, no, 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 the last, fuck, fuck DP. You, you fucking send your, <laughs> send your, send your fucking hate mail to add it's me, DPP. No, I, he knows I love him. Um, no, the, the last thing, I kind of forgot the last point I wanted to make, but you want to know what? As far as Mountain Dew uh, Pitch Black goes, go ahead and watch Cody Rhodes at the post Royal Rumble press conference. 
go, yeah. somebody's got to try it, right? Takes a drink, gives the fakest mm, that's good ever, and never, ever puts it up to his lips again before he walks <laughs> to the back. Because he is a goddamn, he is the goddamn king of the carnies. He is a worker, sir. <laughs> that, that, man is is. For, that man is running for office when he's done wrestling. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It's, please. You, Georgia Senate or something. Yeah. I mean, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker <laughs> can do it. You know, I, mean, I was going to say, if Herschel Walker can get a nomination. Look, look I, I'd vote for Cody before I vote for Herschel. <laughs> Good God. I mean, that means... Okay. Robert, you got any thoughts on the Mountain Dew pitch black match? I, I expected it to be absolutely terrible. I, I thought we were going to get a replay of the, the worms in the ring type oh. of thing from <laughs> WrestleMania. That's funny. Okay. I was expecting that. Okay. So they didn't do that. It, and like I said, five minutes it was perfect. They got in, they got out. Um, the post match stuff, I, you know, I was just like, what is this shit? I can see like, it I mean, in my head exactly. Rob sitting there watching just literally when it starts. And I'm watching him as a fly on the wall. And go ahead, say it again, Rob. Like, what is this shit? Yeah, there. I just watched him. I just watched it happen. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Have you ever seen a fly laugh? Lost off a twenty-foot barricade onto a pile of exploding cardboard boxes, and I'm just sitting there going, "Yay!" Because, well, like, honestly, cause I, didn't, I gotta say that I didn't, I didn't know what the hell was going on. How zooted were you on that match, though, Jason? I was pretty suited, but we we know that one of the laws of this show, at least when it comes to my viewing, the closer that wrestling gets to Mortal Kombat, the better of a time I'm going to have. So there you go. I was in my <laughs> yeah, Jason well, was Jason was in the bag for this one. <laughs> well, I just like I didn't know what you no. Know, when I say what is this shit, I, I mean I don't mean that. Like I don't even mean that as like a disdain. I mean I was literally like like what the hell's going on. What like, is happening? Yeah, I was like, I just, I didn't know. I was like, what, what is this? What are we doing? And um, <clears throat> and you know, I've said before, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, the Uncle Howdy, it ain't for me. I'm, I'm not going to shit on it because I know a lot of people are enjoying it or whatever. Um, but this ain't for me. I'm just sitting here like, like, what are we doing? Because yeah. I mean, I was happy when, when the match ended. I was like, okay, good. This was five minutes. They did what they needed to do. They didn't do a bunch of weird shit. And then, then, then they, and then, I mean, I knew they were going to do something kooky after the match was over. And it's just the, the thing that they did. I was just like, I, I don't know what, what is going on here. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, the, the only thing is there are still now with Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt more questions than answers. Because for the longest time, they give you the impression that Uncle Howdy is pulling the strings you know, it's Uncle Howdy's behind whatever's going on in Bray's head. Uncle Howdy comes out, hits the uh, the sister Abigail <laughs> on Bray. But then it looks like Saturday night, Bray Wyatt's calling the shots for Uncle Howdy to take the dive on to L.A. night. So, again, more questions than answers. Hopefully we start getting some answers because I think Tony said it best with the slow gin reference. Well, no, one, one, thing, yeah. one thing that really hurts this for me is the fact that the damn character is named Uncle Howdy. Like I can't, I mean, I can't say that without bursting into laughter. Okay, I love it. like Uncle Howdy, I love like it. what, like what in the hell, Uncle Howdy? Tw- Twisted Sister yeah, had a uh, oh, hold on, that's Uncle Howdy. No, that's I mean, the same. You take one look at that dude in like the mannequin mask and the top hat and the whatever. That is absolutely a 2005 serial killer movie, and his name is 
by God, Uncle Howdy. Well, interestingly enough, uh, Twisted Sister back in the 80s on their Stay Hungry album had a two-part song. It was called uh, Uncle Howdy, or no, Captain Howdy, and Street Justice. And if you listen, it's Mm -hmm. funny because I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but if you listen to the story in the song, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. This guy's a child killer who kills these kids. The families of the kids get together, hunt this guy down, and like basically execute him. And it's like the, the and it's like the whole thing. He goes before a judge. They catch him. He goes before a judge. The judge lets him off. So the the families of the kids. It's it's actually a really good. So it's a little dark. Um, but then in the early two thousands, D. Snyder made a movie about it. I think it was called. Um, it might have been called Strangeland. I'd have to look that up again. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, again, it was based off of that Captain Howdy Street Justice song, and the character in the movie was Captain Howdy. And I don't, Like I said, I'm spitballing and trying to connect some dots that probably aren't even in the same you know, oh, math page. But got, got a news break before we go any further. Breaking news here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast because we record when Dynamite is happening. John Moxley, okay, John Moxley is bleeding. Oh, sorry. I could have broke that one. That, wow. that's, I just saw it on timeline. John, Moxley. It is. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I've got to put it in context. The okay. let, me, let me, did he, oh, did he take an arm drag? Wednesday, February 1st, it is 8.09 p.m. And John Moxley has been bleeding for three minutes. Uh, oh, and here, here we go. Um, they caught Mox blading incredibly obviously. So another another case of the camera catching the All guys right. digging themselves on live television. All right, and we're moving <laughs> on from that. We're not fucking okay. talking AEW okay. tonight. Okay. I'm a, that's enough that's airtime for them tonight. That's all. That's all. Eight oh nine. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, what was anyway? Moving on from the Mountain Dew pitch black match. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, I enjoyed this one. I, I think you guys had some feelings about this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, a few surprises here and there. I thought the be- one of the best surprises of the night was Michelle McCool coming up out of the crowd. She's sitting out there with her kids, and she even teased for a couple weeks. And I think we talked about this Friday night, uh, Tony, about her, you know, saying she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. And. Not only was she ready, but she looked pretty damn good Saturday night. She went out there. She was out there, what, at least a good 20, 25 minutes. It wasn't like she was in and out. Yeah. I have have no investment or care in the world, and I'm not saying that in a dismissive way, from Michelle McCool. I don't – I didn't watch her wrestle. I don't really care about the fact that she's Undertaker's wife. Like, good for them. Happy wife, happy life. Good for you guys. But she has no impact on my wrestling sphere whatsoever. And even I'll tell you that that chick selling it and selling it. No, I haven't got the call. No, not this year. No, sorry. Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to be there and, you know, just watching and blah, blah, blah. And then her music hits. She looks around, hops the barricade and starts tossing chicken chicks in her Ugg boots. That was pretty freaking cool, man. <laughs> and like, like I said, I got no investment in the girl. But right. yeah, hell yeah, good for her. Jason, anything that really, really hit for you in this one? Uh, I enjoyed, again, uh, aside, we'll see what happens with Chelsea Green but and Naya. But again, this is all current roster members. There are no fillers. There's no, like, and really, 
I mean, most of these folks you can you can say may, are on TV every week or nearly every week. Um, so once again, the women's rumble is looking markedly different than it did when I first went in to, to the first one, um, where half of them were surprised. You know, Lita and Trish and Jazz and this person and that person. That's because of the significance of it being the first one. You want to get the legends in there. But even still, they had, you had in you the had second. Six, they had, you had uh, six they surprise entrants, though. You had six surprise Sorry? entrants. You had six surprise entrants in this ro- in the women's Royal Rumble. The three NXTs yeah. and the three free agents. I mean, that's a lot. Right. It is a lot, but I'm not I'm not counting the the NXT folks because I mean, Roxanne. Roxanne, that was just a, a try. I mean, Zoe and Roxanne and, and Indy. Yeah, has basically been mean roster already, kinda. So I don't know. Um, but in any case, I'm saying it's everyone that's in the sphere on a roster. And it's not somebody who – nobody – none of these people are sitting – it's like, oh, well, I haven't seen this person in three months or something like that just because they aren't on TV. You know, I'm just saying look at rumbles of the years past and both the men's and the women's. That is not entirely the story. It's usually yeah. half and half or a little little favoring, you know, the main roster. So. Right. It was pretty cool. It just shows how stacked the both the men's and the women's WWE rosters are right now. Right. Uh, and then Piper Niven was my other big one. Yeah, that was that was awesome to yeah. see her back, see her healthy, and uh, see her back to the Piper Niven name. I never really breathed too heavy about Dewdrop, but I mean it was what it was. But uh, glad to see her back to being Piper Niven. Rob, any anything, any high spots, low spots here for you? <laughs> No high spots, really. That's kind of the problem. No high spots? Are you kidding me? I've got a list. Okay. Um, for me, okay, Nia Jax coming back. And well, okay, I agree with the crowd in the building that was quiet for most of the match. Yeah. That damn fair. thing was dull as dishwater for most of it. Okay. Um, I see. I didn't see that. I had fun with this. I mean, there. There was one spot, the Nia Jax thing, they all ganged up on her. It, the rest of the match, they were laying around for minutes You didn't time. pop when Zia Lee and, um, what the hell is her name? Um, Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega were on the outside with the little Mortal Kombat face on. You didn't was, pop for that? No, Street Fighter. Hey, 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 Street hey. Fighter. Street Fighter, I'm sorry. It was fine. They used product placement and everything, man. I won't tell the nerds, fine. DJ. Don't worry. Don't tell the nerds I fucked that up. <laughs> don't, don't tell the people who watched the show who paid a shit ton of money to get the name Street Fighter on there about 20 times and it still didn't work on you. But you didn't fine. pop for that, Rob? No, it was fine. No. Oh, I pop. Oh, Rob hates women's wrestling. That's terrible. That's it. No. Rob, hashtag no, Rob no, hates no, women's wrestling. Don't aggregate. As, as Bill Simmons would say, don't aggregate this. Here, Here comes go. the shoot bear. No, you know, no, I, no, I do not hate women's wrestling. You know what I do hate? Women's wrestling. I hate wrestling. when, 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 when something <laughs> is dull as dishwater, or when oh, something is no. bland, and when the crowd clearly wasn't excited no. about it either. I. But 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 now we want to give out participation trophies. I even wrote Street Fighter on my notes. Okay. Because I got the reference at the time. Okay. I wrote it on my note. Gonna, I didn't say it. Either. I'm going to have to see a timed picture of that. Okay. Okay. I this will was, say. No. This was, the, this, was, this was the participation trophy Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, man. There's the shovel. Okay. Okay. The, the, the people in the building didn't care. Okay. They cared about like six people. 
If the people, the, the people in the building didn't care. Okay, they didn't. You telling me fifty one thousand three hundred and thirty three people didn't quiet, care? Except for when it was quiet until Becky came out there. Then it was quiet until Oscar came out there. Then it was quiet until Nia Jax came out there. Okay. He's, he's not wrong. It, it, and, okay. okay, and the it, sound was much more steady for the men's rumble and, 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 and the I were, guess and, I was watching a wrestling match and not watching crowd reaction because I, I don't and, know. And but there, but that's part of the rumble is the energy, and there wasn't any, and they were laying around. There were there were stretches where everybody was laying around, and and. You know, you talk about with, and, and, and and we talk about um well they didn't have any you know they didn't have any didn't have many legends they didn't have they, they needed them in this match because there were there were twenty four of the women in that match the crowd didn't care about okay okay and that's a problem like yeah you have you have women who can work matches you have you know I mean there were maybe about six or seven there was six or seven women in that match that the crowd felt were important. And let me tell you who was in the match last year. Okay. Who was not there this year. Okay. Okay. And I'm one. There are two in particular who this match really could have used. And they're the two women who, who left last May. Okay. Oh, Sasha okay. Banks and Naomi. This match needed them. Okay. There would have been a ton more energy. There would have been a lot better spots. Whose fault, a lot better whose fault is that, match. Rob? Rob, whose fault is that that Naomi and Sasha Banks weren't at the Royal Rumble? Who, whose fault Vince do you for think that, that is? Bullshit? Whose oh. fault do you think this year, Sasha Banks and Naomi not being at the Royal Rumble? Whose fault is that? It's theirs. Okay, well, it, but, it's not but anybody else's thing, fault this year. It's theirs. Okay, but, no, but and that was the but, best no, women's here. Royal Rumble ever, and it was better than the men's, and the finish was phenomenal. Period. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't know what this you watched. Sucked. I don't no. know what you watched. No. Were you watching like, were you watching, Rob, were you watching Double or Nothing or what the fuck? I mean, I don't know what you were watching, bro, but you're crazy. I'm not working you at all. That's my honest-to-God opinion of the Women's Royal Rumble. I couldn't disagree with you more. Okay, well, no. Okay, it didn't suck, but it was dull as dishwater. Now you've you changed need... your opinion already, and I've only talked for 15 <laughs> seconds. Okay, well, all right. Well, listen, this match needed Next stars. week, I'm feeling better about next week already, let me tell you. Okay, <laughs> this match needed stars. It didn't have many. It had a few. One of them, and look, yes, this and cause, no, see, I'm see, I'm and and I can't believe this. I'm 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 planning. I'm putting on a cape for Mercedes Bernardo. Okay, who I've had a very back and forth, up and down, complicated relationship with as a fan. Okay, but that match absolutely needed her. And yeah, it, you can say well, it's her fault. She walked out, but guess what? The match suffered by her not being in there. The match suffered by Naomi not being in there. You needed people in there who the crowd cared about, who could turn up the energy, who could do some more cool spots. You needed people like that in that match, and they were not in there, and the match suffered. That match was dull as dishwater until Nia Jack came out there, basically. Okay? And it was. Sorry. And when I, I'm not, you know, we, we, you know, I talk about grading. Sometimes people, we grade the women on a curve. We do. Okay, and can you compare that match to the men's rumble? That men's rumble had energy from start to finish. They did a whole lot of like, I mean, every like we said, everybody in the men's match felt important. This match had like at least twenty women in there who 
even if they're on yeah. TV, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. okay when, no, that, for this, that's for this true. Match, for this that, that much I do agree with. It, it, I mean, there were a lot of women there that you knew absolutely weren't going to have big moments. Tony, like, seriously. They don't have that many women on the roster, though. Like, do you really think think Mickey James is going to win the fucking Royal Rumble when she comes back? You're more likely to to see Piper Niven or Tamina or or fucking whoever win the Royal Rumble than any of those outside people you guys are longing for to have in this match. This This whole show is about the people they have on their roster right now. That's what Hunter's about. That, okay, so let let's go funny. down that hole. If, if Rob, let's let's take let's play along. The crowd was not into that match. Whose fault is that really? Is that the women, or is that the booking that hasn't really given the women enough to sink their teeth into for that crowd to connect with them in a way that would have heated that up? Because there was some very good spots in there. Zoe Stark went out there in her first Royal Rumble and worked her ass off. Roxanne Perez looked like a fucking megastar going out there. Indy Hartwell, I've been singing Indy's praises for weeks on this show. She looked like she belonged. Like all the NXT uh, girls looked like they belonged. Answer this question though, DJ. Did did you do you know anything walking out of that rumble about those three girls that you didn't know before? You didn't have to. Oh, that was just their introduction. They're, you know that they can compete on the main roster. You didn't know that before then. Oh, right. They, that's the thing. That, they and that's the whole progression exactly of the entire they didn't company. They look out of place being there. Sometimes these girls come up from the, the NXT, and they very much look out of place. Like, they're out there. Like, they had, um, as much as I love her, she's a local talent. They had uh, Santana Garrett in there a year or two ago. And Santana Garrett looked like a fish out of water. And Santana Garrett's got a got a, a history behind her. She's not a, a ring newbie. She's a ring veteran. Look at Kylie Ray. She went Ray. out there and looked absolutely lost. Look at Kylie okay. Ray. They passed what, what on Kylie Ray, and she's one of the best people that doesn't have a contract in the entire world as a women's professional wrestler. Right. Well, it's because the last couple times she's had it. So the story, the story that I got out of Zoe Stark, Roxanne Perez, and Indy Hartwell is that they could bring any one of those three or all three of them up tomorrow and plug them right in anywhere. I don't want to sit here and bury the Women's Royal Rumble because, I I mean, I already feel like I buried the men's with how I felt about Cody and Gunther being the last two. And I led with that and I shouldn't have because it really was a well-constructed rumble. And to Rob's point, it went from spot to spot to spot, and then not necessarily a move spot, but like, hey, now we're going to focus on, you know, Johnny and this person. Now we're going to focus on Kofi and uh, and Xavier and see what they, the, they get up yeah. to. You know, now we're going to – and then you just <laughs> go down the list. Okay. And I put it this way. And just in terms of trying to put into words what Rob's saying about – the whole list and what the, the people you needed in there. If you, I'm sure we have it all open in front of us because we're all very attentive and good people. And we have the list of people who's in the rumble and I'm going down the list of the men's rumble. And I'm just asking myself, could I see that in a two title world, obviously not the universal championship from Roman reigns after a thousand day rule, but just in a, in a, in a world where there's two world championships, like there is for the women. Could I see these gentlemen winning one of those world titles in the next calendar year. And now I'm not saying yes to most people, but I'm saying yes a whole hell of a lot more than I am going down the list of folks 
in the women's rumble. How many men? Are, how is, many men? How many men are, are employed talent in WWE, and how many women are employed talent in WWE? Uh, the only unemployed talent. No, 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 no. It's probably I a mean, two to one ratio. I mean, I mean the, the oh, male oh, to yeah, women yeah, yeah, ratio. Yeah, that's I why. And that, and that's, that's what why. I didn't want to get into. That's like, why. Okay, we're not going to get into. No, like, no, no. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. Fix. I'm saying the reason you don't have that number of quality people in your mind is because the roster isn't as big or showcased as much as the men. Well, right, and that's just that's correct. And that's just an encompassment of the whole thing, and we're going to get there in like five or ten years, guys. I promise. Probably not. I don't want to get into shave ten minutes there, get ten minutes more for these women. Well, if you got to do this, I'm not solving the women's wrestling crisis in one night. I'm just telling you that that rumble was a little flat. I I will say I didn't like it as much as the men's, but I had fun with it. I really thought there were a lot of fun spots. I thought most of the stuff they did with Asuka was important. I liked seeing Tamina and uh, Piper Niven face off. There were, again, we're talking about just, there were little moments that I plucked out of there that I enjoyed. Were there as many as the men? Absolutely not. Can we all agree, though, that the finish on the apron, all three of them, was pretty cool. That was a very, no, that was one of the kiss. most, like you can even include all the men's rumbles, every Royal rumble ever, men or women. That's one of the coolest finishes in my opinion. That is only second to Bianca and uh, Rhea from what was the last year, or the year before where they both went over and they're both sitting on the apron and they're both Rhea's like, okay, let's calm down. That's, that's everybody that's calm down. Maybe to that's, me, that's a real thing. Top. Maybe that's a real I, thing too. I'll tell you guys right away that from the final four, to the end of that Royal Rumble is the best finish to almost any match I've ever seen ever. Right. I will but, always give those four women the, their flowers. And so. uh, but the, to Patani's point, the finish to the women's match was better than the men's. And, and I say that with no hyperbole. I'll, I'll agree there. I'll They're agree both there. Great. But I, I. But here's the thing. Um, well, because look, this speaks to. We could do a whole episode about the the women's roster and. I mean, some of this is just the fact that professional wrestling is predisposed kind of for the men's stuff to get better received than the women's stuff. Um, And having this, the women's roster is as big as it is, is as big as it's ever been. And yet, again, yeah, I've been doing my thing, looking at the numbers and everything. Um, When you get past a certain level to be honest with you there. I mean, even not saying that the, even the women who are good when you get, when you get past a certain, there's a drop off point to which the audience just doesn't care. Yeah. And well, that's, you know, solve that. so, um, and you're not solving. And honestly that I don't know how you solve that because uh, making them care about woman number 17 and woman number 18. I don't know how you do that. Um, We've because... said that on this show before. The fans have to give a damn because, yeah, you can argue, okay, uh, on Monday Night Raw two weeks ago, there was one woman segment I'll... that was five minutes long, and that was it. If fans aren't investing in it, they're not going to put it on TV. I'll tell you how, you, I'll tell you how you make those, those women on, the, on that in that place in the roster, right, on that part of the depth chart. You want to know how you make those women more important? 
do you have Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey come in and elevate the tag team division? I think that's fair. We've, we've been talking yeah. about that. The women need something at the mid-card level. They're not going to implement a women's mid-card title. Let that um, unless they tag unif- team championship. I mean, in all honesty, they should unify the women's championship. Pay more attention to the tag team titles in that division and then go ahead and have a women's television title, which you can defend yeah. on any brand. You have to defend it once a week. That's yeah. a lot of cross synergy there for the women. That's huge. Yeah. I wish they would start doing something because they really have some incredible women on the roster. And they've got some really, really good women down at NXT that are going to be the next generation of talent. And Well, put it this way. I think, honestly, I think when some of those women come up, all right, I'm just going to be blunt. There's some women on the main roster right now that, quite frankly, need to be replaced. Okay. And... I think they will be replaced by some of the girls down in 2.0 and eventually. And that's just, but, and that's just what it is. Um, because <clears throat> I mean, they got the, again, the roster is as big as it's ever been, but you got people like Aaliyah on the roster and Aaliyah stinks. Okay. Um, she should not be on television for the biggest, best wrestling company in the world. She should not be wrestling on television. She is no, she, she, okay. And that's part of the problem. Is that you got, you know, you got the you got people like Aaliyah, you and I mean like the, the worst man in the men's rumble is probably almost okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And okay, and but you got to go all, all the way down to thirty to get to him. I mean, we go down to on the women's roster. You go down, and you don't go as far as thirty to get to. Somebody who's bad. People that you I mean, can jettison and you hit you hit bad I mean, a lot sooner on the women's roster than you do on the men's roster. Um, I mean, B Fab came in at seven. So. B Fab, yeah, B Fab stinks, and Aaliyah stinks. Uh, well, we, look, we, look, we like Zia Lee. No, but, but, no, Aaliyah stinks as a wrestler, like Graps. Yeah, yeah she is yeah. excellent at everything else. That's but, why but, she still has a job. But right. but, but in, when the bell rings, she stinks. And yeah, well, look, look, they don't ask her look, to get in the ring much. We we like Zia Lee. They don't trust her to be in the ring for two more than two minutes on television after three years. So what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, yep. so I mean, some of those got to be. I mean, when some of those women, they're not good, and and yeah. that's and and they can't get on TV very long on the main roster because they're not very good, and. Therefore, it's hard for them to be to you know get over with the audience or for the audience to feel like they're important because they're barely on TV, but they're barely on TV because they're not very good. And as long as you have, you know, they got way too many of those. And again, some of the girls from 2.0 will eventually replace them, and then the overall women's wrestling product will be better. But right now it isn't. The, the week won't. after WrestleMania is going to be very interesting Oof. at Titan Towers and over in Orlando. As I have a feeling, we're going to see a seismic shift in some talent. We're going to see some people get called up. We're going to see some people get future endeavored. And you yeah. hate to see it. You hate to call that. But the reality is, after Mania season is when they start reevaluating. All right, who are we keeping? Who are we letting go? And some people are just, I mean... Look, Tegan Knox is a fine wrestler. Tegan Knox is dull as dishwater. 
And and for as much as we may joke about her, Chelsea Green may have more value. I, I mean, mean Ch- Chelsea Green's a hell of a worker. Chelsea Green can do the character work. She, you know, just don't give her, don't use her ideas. Give her yeah. something to do and she'll knock it out of the park, I think. And yeah, just, Chel- uh, listen, Chelsea Green has given me no reason at all. And she, in fact, she's given me reasons to dislike her personally. Okay. Yeah. She's excellent. And she's excellent. She's pretty darn good in the ring. And yeah, if I had to make the choice, I'd, I'd probably go with Chelsea Green before I went with a lot of other people. Well, yeah. Just just because, you know. And that's, that's I mean, that's weird because put it like this. Um, in 2016, after the brand split just started, they had six women on SmackDown, and that division had more fire and more energy with six women than both of those divisions now have with each of them have a dozen. Okay. Um, so adding more has not made it better. Okay. Um, at least and not, not right now. It's not, I mean, it was better. And here's, and I'm not saying they should cut it down to six again, but right now for the volume that they have, there's a lot there that there are a lot there that either are not very good or they're just kind of, they got no, they haven't shown any inkling of demonstrating any type of energy or personality or anything and yeah it 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 hurts the overall this is how that's why the crowd is dead for most of that match because there are a bunch of women in that match that i guess booking matters but i mean it's there are people in that match i mean they just they just don't care about and so you you to do to get them to care about women 17, 18, 19, um, you got to get, you know, women 17, 18, and 19 need to, you, they either need to be better in the ring than women 17 through 19 are right now, or they need to be better at doing character stuff or something. Um, you get, I mean, it's just, you got a lot now where, because either they're not very good in the ring. I mean, or, you know, Lacey Evans is, I know we said, you know, the house shows, she's done really well. When there's a TV camera on, she ain't. Okay. For you better get reason. used to it, Bob. I think Lacey Evans has a job for life. Oh, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> but and that, but that's part of the problem. She's okay? gone. She's gone that's before. part of the problem is that they, they keep giving her restarts and new characters. Nah. And, and restart and restart she, and restart. She needs to go back then, to her original gimmick. She's never been hotter than then, and she's on her way out right now. I'll tell you that if no, if something doesn't change. Yeah, one hundred percent. I like. She may be the, gone uh, before Wrest- Bell. She may be gone before WrestleMania. I mean, it's <laughs> but, I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, it's like you got again. I mean, they're they have you know like I said you know. All right. Just, just All right. yeah. Let's I mean, not it's, doom it's and not... gloom. They lost no. Naomi yeah. and Sasha. They're gonna be and, fine, guys. And the we, we don't have to fine. keep beating this. Rob, Rob, I mean, Rob, it's, Rob, it's still the best women's division in, in the entire world. But I'll say it again. It's still the best women's division in the entire world. I mean, the top half of it, sure. I mean, but 
I mean, what? Who? Look, the, uh, uh, why, what are you going to have? A whole, a whole, no, 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 five hundred no, 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 Hulk Hogan. Let's have five hundred Hulk Hogan's. We have the, the best roster ever. It's all John Cena, The Rock, and Hulk Hogan. Who loses? Nobody. Everybody loses. Everybody loses when you have top five talent down the whole fucking line. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Let me. All right. Let's. Okay. That was the wrong way to put it. Rob, just put the shovel down. I'm going to close with this, no. okay? I'm going go. to close with this. The crowd reaction to the match is absolutely an indication and a consequence of the makeup of the roster. Okay. All right. I'm going to plant my flag and say that the, uh, the, the, the wind was taken out of that crowd from the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, and they were still trying to recover. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black match ended with an explosion. I don't care what it, what it was. <laughs> Send home happy, man. All right. Before we get into the main event, I want to encourage you to go over to Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash the chair shot. Valentine's Day is coming up. We are on the road to WrestleMania. You want to get yourself the shirt. You want to represent the brand, the chair shot. There's a bunch of different shirts there. All the podcasts are represented. Go over there. You've been listening to us for in your ears for two years. Now you can wear us on your body. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast has an official T-shirt there. Again, that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward to Chair Shot. Go get your official Chair Shot merch there. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And let's get into the main event here, guys, because I think we've got a little bit to talk about here. Um, we talked about, about this on the DWI, and I had my own feelings about why Kevin Owens should be going against Roman Reigns again after taking just ass-whipping after ass-whipping after ass-whipping a couple of years ago. And, you know, it, the guys on that show put it into better context. This really wasn't about Roman and Kevin. Kevin was like, the, the, the side character in the, the Sami Zayn bloodline story. And we got the culmination of that on, on Saturday night. I don't really have a whole lot to say about the match itself. The match was fine. It was not the best match the two of them have had. Uh, there were some good spots in there. There was definitely some good work. And, you know, you maybe the, the end was fantastic. Um, and the end of the match. Not uh, well, yeah, the, everything that happened after the match, we're probably going to talk a bit more than the match itself because the match itself was just kind of a vehicle to get to that point. So, Tony, let's start with you. Right now, just the match. Um, overall, when you when you 
pair this outing up with their previous previous matches. Where does this rank with you? See, to me, that that's insignificant because it wasn't supposed to be the best match they ever had. It right. wasn't about that. The match was exactly what it was supposed to be for what they were doing. And if you don't think this is one of the best storylines in professional wrestling history, then that's I, I, I don't know what else to talk to you about. Yeah, so, there, there's a whole discussion we can have at the tail end about that because some people absolutely don't feel like it is. But I feel like the match was... They intentionally did not go out and have their best match ever. I don't think that's not yeah. what they needed. Roman had to do what he had to do. Uh, anytime you have Paul and Sammy ringside, I mean, come on, how can you lose? I mean, it could be, uh, it could be me and and uh, DP out there, the never twins, you know, and it, Paul and Sammy would get us over somehow. But you had Roman and KO, and and good match, not great. Okay, Jason, just the match. What'd you think before we get into the the, the match games. was fine. I mean, it, it, it was, I think it was better than you guys are letting on. It was still there. It was still Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns putting on a main event in a big four pay-per-view. They still brought it. Uh, and I'm sorry, this might color things, but was the stair spot after the match or was that how he, did he do that before the big finish? That was before was the big the finish. Yeah. Okay. So that, th- that first, stair spot was that, one of the best yeah, things I've ever seen. That was like, like Moses. That was the igniter to Sammy. Without Kevin Owens having uh, still not knowing how to speak today. Uh, So kudos to that. But holy Moses, that was brutal. And the savagery of the tribal chief was on full display because he does not like that Kevin Owens individual. He does not. What were you going to say, Tony? No, no. I was just riffing with Jason. Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. He's making great points. Yeah, that that I still I'm with Jason when Kevin took that first bump on the steps. I'm like, how did he not like this is professionals at work, man. This is guys who are at the top of their craft suspending my disbelief. And I've been in the ring. You know, I would never in a million years. Hey, DJ, we want you to do this spot. No, thanks. I'm good. Find something else. I wouldn't (laughs) have done it. I couldn't have pulled it off. Um, So this is absolutely two masters doing this. And I was in awe of little things that they did. It's it's new. I look for nuance in match in matches, and that was just a nuance that they, they, I was like, "Holy shit! How is he not dead? How is he so not bleeding like a sieve?" In seriousness, did did he get him just high enough, like on his shoulders, that he wasn't actually hitting his head? I mm. talk, it's probably just a tucked chin with a flat back. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's probably what I'm saying. Hurt. The stairs, I'm the not stairs afterwards. I would but, like to go back and watch yeah. if he's slapping the outside of the stairs on the on the non-camera side. Oh, I bet he is. Possibly. But even still. But yeah, the whole match, it was very, very brutal. Yeah, um, it was and violent. It was, it was exactly no what blood. we wanted. No you know, blood. we had the, 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 nut, the nut shot to the ref. Oh, the ref got knocked out and Kevin hit him with the pop-up powerbomb for a count of, what, eight, I think? Yeah. Never mind knowing that Roman Reigns is the smartest individual and the most tactical wrestler on the planet, and he knows that the ref is out. So why would I bother trying to expend any effort at all to get this 300, 250-pound individual off of me? Why would I expend any effort in the middle of our 20-minute wrestling match? I'm not. Nothing's going to happen to me because that guy's unconscious. So, yeah, I'm just going to sit here. Robert, any thoughts? 
Yes. Um, well, for me, I actually liked it better than their previous matches because it was shorter and they, they didn't do too much. Um, you know, we didn't have didn't botch the finish either. Oh, yeah. And that, too. So um, the handcuff thing. Yeah. Um, so personally, um, I'll probably watch this match back before I watch the other matches they've had because those other matches were, were too long and. You know, and they were doing too much for me. Um, oh, I've so, watched the falls. I've watched the falls count anywhere about <clears throat> probably five times, and I, I don't watch rewatch matches simply because you know this this spot this match had no shot, no shot, no shot of being better than any of Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns' previous matches because I didn't see a golf cart anywhere. Yeah. Well, was it, well, well, and actually, but again, I, I actually I liked this one better. Uh, I won't say uh-huh. that. I won't. I mean, if we're doing like, like the star rating thing, I won't say I won't say it was better like from that aspect. But I'll, again, I'll probably watch this again before the other one oh, yeah. because it's shorter. Um, <laughs> and, I like Roman and, and and KO because they bring the right amount of violence. I kind of side with Rob. I think you can get a little excessive with violence in matches, and I think once you get past the twenty minute mark in any type of no holds bar and barred encounter. I think you've just about you've just about exhausted the clip, and yeah, yeah th- this match was the right amount of violence in the right amount of time. Because if you get well, past twenty it minutes, was, it was nineteen minutes and fifteen seconds according is, to the. Yes, that's and that's perfect because Rob's when, limit is yeah. twenty. Well, because when you when you're doing like no DQ, well, this wasn't a no DQ match, no. but those other matches they had were like no DQ and all of that, and they went past twenty minutes, and it gets it gets to the point where you're just doing shit to do it. Yeah, and and so they got you know they got home here before they got to that point. So, all right. Well, let's talk about that unappreciative Sami Zayn. After everything that Roman did for him, accepted him into the family, made his cousins care for him, made his cousins love him, made Paul care about Sami Zayn for Sami Zayn to do what he did and turn on Roman Reigns. Absolutely. Absolutely dastardly on, on Sami Zayn's Bur- part. Burying the lead, he brainwashed poor Jay Uso yeah. into sticking his neck out in front of the tribal chief just to save Sami's skinny behind. And this is how Sami repays him? By attacking the tribal chief? This, I, this I think Paul Heyman was onto something. I think this has been a conspiracy. Sami Zayn is the conspiracy theorist. And and let me tell you, let me let me tell you. And now he's this conspirator. Let me let me tell you. Okay, I finally found somebody who is a more dastardly individual than that damn superhero lady. And that is Sami Zayn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this was a long con, man. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Tunney, any thoughts on on the uh, the dastardly Sami Zayn? I'm not sure how I'm supposed to play into this. But uh, you can play it any way you want. We yeah. we are very firmly yeah over here. I <laughs> I I don't I uh, this became a candidate for one of the best storylines ever, and became one of the best pay per views ever when Jay walked out. Yes. Yeah. And like, you'll like, never hear. You only will hear a handful of times in history, and probably a handful of times moving forward. The reaction 50,000 people give when someone does something in a storyline that changes its arc, and that's when Sammy hit Roman with the chair. Yeah. And for me, they got me with Jay 
because again, Sammy hitting Roman again. This is this whole this has been a masterclass in wrestling storytelling from yeah. just look, look at what Jimmy did. Ends. Jimmy goes, "I'm your bro- he's not your brother. I'm your brother." And then goes, he's not your yeah. brother. We're your brothers. Well, and that's great because it wraps back around to how bad Roman gaslit and abused Jay, what, two and a half years ago. Yep. Yeah. And this is the company that, quote unquote, doesn't honor long term storytelling. And they're giving you the most masterful long term story that we've seen in, in probably since since Hogan and Savage. Well, not not for nothing. So two of the great points that one had to be pointed out to me, I think one we saw right away how the chair shot happened with, you know, Roman falls forward to his knees, falls forward, bounces his chest off the off the ropes, just like when Seth stabbed him in the back with that chair all those years ago. And then also. You notice someone pointed this out. Now I can't get it out of my head. You notice when he really starts beating the bag out of Sammy and then the crowd really starts booing, all of a sudden he snaps up and he starts just looking like emotional. Like first it's angry, then it's emotional, then it's angry again because he's leaving another Royal Rumble to booze. And he's traumatized by that experience like five, well, well, well at this point, like seven years ago. When yeah, it was 20, 2016 or 2015. thought it was 15. I think, it might have been 15. I yes, because my first Royal Rumble, my first pay-per-view in 15 was SummerSlam. So, yeah. That it was, was 2015 it. Royal Rumble. It was 2015 Royal Rumble. So, yeah, he's leaving the Royal Rumble, and you can tell that bothers him. Like, there, there's parallels and all this good stuff. So, yeah, er, literally everyone, including, like, Solo and Sokoa, is just nailing this thing. Rob, any thoughts? It stinks. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Did it no. stink worse than the women's rumble? <laughs> well, everything. Oh boy. Like on a scale, like on a scale of steaming pile, the women's Royal Rumble. Where does this? Where does this match rank for you, Rob? Oh man, I'm, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. I know I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Oh no. That went on. So anyway. Uh, look, just, no. Um, okay. For me, this is the best storyline ever. Um, because, for one, it's been going on for almost three years. To have a three-year storyline, uh, a re- an, an actual story, by the way, not never-ending feud, right? Because I've mentioned that before. There's, you know, there have been never-ending feuds where the they just keep fighting each other for years and years and years. Um, this is an actual story, and... You have what, like six, seven characters who are all doing something important, like Roman, Jimmy, Jay, Solo, <sighs> Amy, Kevin, Paul. Like they've all got a, a, they've all played a significant role in this arc of the story, and you know Jay has been an important part of the story from the beginning. Paul has been an important part of the story from the beginning. Jimmy came in a little bit later, but he's been important in his own way ever since. Um, you know, various opponents who have been brought into their orbit for, you know, a time, be, you know, became, <clears throat> played their part 
they, you know, people who have, you know, we talk about elevating people. Uh, and I, I, I'm not a big fan of that word, uh, as y'all know, but they've put people in position to take advantage of, they, they put people in position to take advantage of an opportunity to elevate themselves. Um, and that's, I mean, you can go as far as Cesaro. Cesaro did not have, there'd never been a pay-per-view main event and he got one because of the storyline. Yeah. Um, so even things like that, right? I mean, and he's better off in AEW because of it. Yes. And, um, and so that, I mean, all that's been going on. Um, people, you know, more people care about Sammy Zane now than at any point during his career. Uh, you know, Kevin Owens has come in and out and he's kind of just kind of the perfect kind of antagonist to bring in and out for, you know, during the story. Um, Drew McIntyre got the biggest match of his career in the castle and, uh, you know, out of this. Um, we got a war games match out of this. Solo Sokoa got pulled out of NXT purgatory because of this. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, done so much for so many different we got cowboy brock out of this right i mean which nobody was expecting right um you know bobby lashley won the world title because you know because of this storyline well he won he won the second time anyway i still want to see brock lesnar carry Sami Zayn to canada yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so just i mean think about all of these things all of these people that have been pulled into the storyline that have gotten something out of it finn balor got a pay-per-view main event out of it um you know and because of this storyline you know um randy orton would have gotten another main event had he you know had he not had, had the back injury uh, matt riddle got a tv main event and got a you know um so Think of all the people who've been pulled in at different points in the storyline that's gotten the biggest opportunities of their career. Think of Jay Uso got a, a pay-per-view main event, which was unheard of in 2020. You know? Um, I think it's important to note that so a lot of the guys you're mentioning, like Matt Riddle in the weird months and whatnot, they could have easily been filler. And they were not. Yeah. Anything that was, you know, Roman wasn't always, 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 always in a feud. You know, he wrestled sparingly-ish. But when he was, anything he touched, and I hate saying this because, you know, I'm the guy's biggest fan, but anything he touched was like, no, we're doing this the right way or we're not doing it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Every, and, and, every title offense has felt important. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and everyone that has gotten personal at some level. It's not just, I'm going to stop you from being the big bully around here. Yeah, and um, you know, um, so this has done this storyline has done more for more people than anything ever, any storyline ever. Because when you when you think about the great feuds or great storylines that people talk about, I mean, Austin McMahon mainly did something for Steve Austin and Vince McMahon, um, right? And maybe you know Mick Foley, right? But not. Uh, they sep- brought the Rock into that once they went with the corporate ministry but even and that, the that's, corporation that's four, and everything. That's still four people, right? We're not not a dozen. We're talking a dozen people or more that have gotten, you know, some big opportunity out of this. Uh, 
And so, I mean, the NWO was largely people who didn't need opportunities because they already had a million of them. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and so, and, you know, the mega powers was two people was Hogan and Savage. Right. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about, and, you know, Dusty and Rick were Dusty and Rick, and then, you know, Arn and Tully got something out of it. Right. Um, and a few other people. But, you know, this is, you know, this is it. And it's gone on for three years. Some people think it might be coming to an end. I would tell you, don't bet the house on that. Uh, because we're at that point now where you're, you know, where you're debating, you know, art versus commerce and, you know, commerce usually wins. <laughs> um, let me, let me throw something around here. Tony, I'm going to ask you first, and I'm, I'm probably going to get a little controversial here, just a little. Right now, we're comparing um, Roman Reigns' run because he's coming up on a thousand days, and there's some thoughts, some talk that he may eventually overcome Hulk Hogan's title reign, you know, the length of time with his title reign. When we think of the way that this story has been woven, and we look at this complete reign by total reigns or by Roman Reigns, and we compare it to Hogan's first run. Hogan's run was just, we went from one feud to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, and for three years. From a overall standpoint, do you think that Roman's run, for you personally, was better than the original Hulkamania run? Or do you think that Hulkamania's original run is still more important? Because I look at the, from the storytelling telling standpoint, and I can't talk tonight, I'm enjoying Roman's better. Albert Pujols could never be as important as Babe Ruth, right? But you can compare their statistics. They're both apples, but one's a Macintosh and one's a Red Delicious. So are we really still comparing the same apple? You know what I'm saying? I, okay, yeah. you can hate – Jason hates my choices of apples, I think. Red Maybe, Delicious is the best. Granny Smith and uh, – Oh, Carl no, sorry. I was, I was – I like, I like the honey I was pants by me I just thought that was funny. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't have any more uh, Apple um, names, so I guess I'll get back to wrestling. But I, I don't. I yeah. I I told Greg I don't think he's gonna pass it. He's gonna lose here. Uh, he, the guy is still recovering from leukemia. He needs a break at some point. And uh, Hogan never defended his title that much either back when he had it either. So, I mean, you know, you can't book everybody every day. You get sick of them with this long of a reign. And honestly, Ooh. as far as people who Ooh. they've helped out and rivalry to rivalry along the way, oh, I, I give me the story. I don't really care. We already talked about they give you an opportunity to get yourself over. It's not the champ's job. Do your work, right? I, I, yes, I mean, yes. He's, all, he's already the champ. Yeah, but it's been great in every one of those aspects. It it's been great okay. in every one of those run aspects. 100. All right, Jason, what do you think? Well I, well, I just have a quick question. I know we're stuck on the 1,000-day things. That's definitely happening. How long is Hogan? Is that like oh, 1,100 days? Was, Roman, like, Roman would have to hold it until, I think, next WrestleMania. Greg did the math. It's like I think 20, it's actually 25. next WrestleMania. Through next WrestleMania? Yeah, or he'd have to win. He'd have to win at that and keep going. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think they care anymore. Happening. I don't think they care anymore. That's, yeah. I think they want to sell the thousand think, day t shirts and whatnot, and now he's definitely in the conversation in sixty years when you say, Oh, Dewey and Dippy are going for the uh well, the unified universal championship. That was once held by Roman Reigns for a thousand days, you know. 
He's at yeah. He's got to win to get to a thousand, right? I don't think he does. Yeah, yeah I think Rob, Rob, and I both our line in the sand is a thousand days, but Rob and I both admit one thousand and one. We are on the clock. I let me tell you this. Could be any time. I think any thoughts that they had to push this to that point so they could make money on selling T-shirts disappeared because they just sold a bazillion honorary Oost shirts they never thought they were. So they can do whatever yeah. they want from now on. That's what I think. Yeah, but how many honorary Oost plaques did you sell? How many honorary Oost title belts did you sell? How many honorary Oost You can still do that whether the number starts with a nine or a one. No, you can't. I'm not buying something to, to, to celebrate. You're the, not buying the, it either way. I mean, maybe. You're not buying it either way. No, no. Well, no Jason, none of us are. None of us are this buying that. This is 979? <laughs> oh, that's not true, sir. Well, right. Trust me. But look. they sell them, so somebody friggin' does. Look, look. When, when, <laughs> so if they, look get out of here the, with that. If he gets to 1,000 right, days, I'm buying the here. red and the black, okay? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right, look, look, I mean, and... I guess you're supposed to get to me to me next, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, because uh, having you know, having yeah. Um, well, I think they were different things with different purposes. Um, Hogan, the Hogan run was was mainly to establish the company as a as a national you know as a national wrestling company and to stomp out the competition, and so that had just a different purpose and. So I think for what it was, you know, that that, you know, Hogan's first reign was, you know, it was what it was for. And so he had I mean, he had a few. Now, I'd say his individual feuds, his Hogan's best individual feuds. I would say are better than the feuds in this reign. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, Andre, I think. You know, those in particular are, yeah, I mean, but the overall story of the rain, I think this takes it. And, but, because look, you're not going to take it, you're not going to have anything like Piper basically saying, you know, fuck you, you're not going to bury me. So if I got to halfway shoot on you in the ring to keep you off of me, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right? I don't um, care. At, towards the end of that rain, of Hogan's rain. Did they ever reference back to something that happened a year ago? Um, well, they, well, during the like, look, the Orndorff thing was always brought up because that was one of the biggest feuds ever. Yeah, and Hogan and Roddy Piper and Hogan and Andre. Yes. Um, well, and the, the beauty of Hogan and Orndorff was no, 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 I mean, as a means of furthering the story or the rivalment. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we talk about it. I still talk about Kevin Owens hitting uh, Roman Reigns with a golf cart. Well, when he when other way around. No, they 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 called uh, back. Yeah, the, sorry. They, they called back to Andre all the time to WrestleMania three. They called back to that all the time. Well, because uh, that that WrestleMania three was the launching pad. Still call back to that. You have to call back to. Re- it's in the goddamn intro. Then now forever, Hogan's landing. Andre's word starts. And um, somewhat a level playing field where we can talk about them the same. Yeah, obviously Hogan slamming Andre being in that run is like okay. Well, what are we doing? Yeah, but but uh, it's in the. Interconnected storytelling, I would wager, has been stronger in the Bloodline story than it has with Hulk Hogan. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 From 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 as far as from week to a week to week narrative, because look, there were some feuds in there with Hogan with Killer Khan and yeah, you know, and Sika when Sika 
Seeker, when Seeker, when Seeker was, when, not Seeker when he was in his prime, but Seeker when he was me and DJ's age, okay? <laughs> right? Um, there was, there was a lot of that going on, all right? And, yeah. uh, you know, but, so, I mean, there were, there were a lot of filler feuds in Hogan's reign. And, and not like, I don't think they've really been, they've been like, you know, I guess, you know, I'd call the Cesaro thing a filler match. I was going to say, there have been filler matches. It's a different like, time. It's hard to compare. Uh, There's TV cool. now. There wasn't TV then. There wasn't 12 fucking yeah. pay-per-views a year. Pay-per-views, there was four. Right. I yeah. mean, right. it's a different yeah. animal. It's 100%. It's right. 100%. Yeah. In fact, it's right. not like it's not like comparing different types of apples. It's like comparing apples being grown in the 80s to apples being grown now in the 2020s. It's a completely different process. Okay. Yeah. Right. That, that's true. Because... um. Well, because, I mean, look, and, and honestly, they, did, they didn't even have four pay-per-views until, like, what, like, 88? So, for the first... Yeah, it was first, WrestleMania, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, so for, you know, like, the first year or two of Hogan's reign, the first year was 84, and there were no pay-per-views. It was all house shows. But yeah, um, no, answer the question. No, he's not different animal, but... Stop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, week to week... I mean, week, no, week to week, this is better. Um, Hogan's, Hogan's highest points... I'd say are better. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we call the golem spot there, guys? I think we had a good solid show. I know we are on the road to WrestleMania. There was a lot coming out of Royal Rumble that we could talk about, but we'd probably go another hour. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I, I I don't think we want to get that deep into the woods tonight. Next week, we're going to talk about the ramifications of Royal Rumble. We are heading into the elimination chamber. Got a lot going on to talk about with that. And as we head on down the road to WrestleMania, we're going to pick up more talk about that as well as next week. As long as I can put all the parts in place, get Ray cash on here, maybe get Dave Unger on here. It is the trial of one PC Tunney. He is going to have to answer for his crimes. What am I talking about? You got to tune in next week to find out. So let's wrap back around the the horn here and thank my co-hosts, starting with our special guest, the man on the hot seat, Mr. PC Tunney. Sir, thank you. No, thank you guys for having me. I always have fun uh, talking with you guys. Even more fun this week. I just like arguing. It's good fun with wrestling, right? Like, I mean... We all respect each other's opinions, and that's what's great. You can kind of get into a lively debate and just yeah. recognize that you both kind of love the same thing, which is professional wrestling. So remember that at the end of the day. Chairshot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. All right. And Bucky Stag Team partner, Jason. My friends, it has been a wonderful show. PC, you're a match, as always. <laughs> Grazie. And the shoot bear who came out hot tonight. From the Rob the Genius podcast. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Rob, do, do you need a drink? Um, I'm, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Uh, yeah. That's all right. Um, maybe we'll have the trial of the shoot bear in a couple weeks. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I, okay. Um, I actually do like women's wrestling. <laughs> I do. Uh, okay, please. please, please sure don't you do. Unfortunately... Rob got put in the corner. Rob and I kind of, because I want to defend Rob a little bit. Because you guys went first. You were like, oh, my gosh, the women's Royal Rumble. It was so good. It was so amazing. And this, I was like, okay. Well, was it? Was it? I don't know. It was very, very good. But Rob made some good points as well. Okay. Well, you you know I'm adding that on to Rob's intro now. 
He absolutely <laughs> loves women's wrestling. That's part of. I do. Look, he absolutely loves women res- women's wrestling, but um, look, my, my goal for 2023 is for me to take like five minutes to introduce Rob yeah. at the beginning of the podcast. That is my goal by the end of the year. I'm just going to keep oh, adding boy. taglines onto his intro every time something comes up. There you go. <laughs> That's my gimmick for 2023. Good. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I am the man with the award-winning beard. DJ, this is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com. We remind you to always use your head. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here till next week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.